Blank check with Griffin and David. Blank check with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Blank Check. Eat. Drink. Man. Woman. Pod. Cast! <laughs> Breaking up podcast was a mistake. <laughs> I wanted to call this miniseries Podcast Man Woman yeah. or Eat Drink Podcast, yeah. but we didn't do that. Pa- podcast Man Woman sounds like an Adam Carolla show is the problem. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> and, uh, this is a Podcast Man Woman. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, <laughs> There's right. really not enough Adam Carolla impressions out there. Yeah. yeah, indeed. Or podcasts. I think you should do more. Uh, yeah, 100%. Uh, hello, everybody. My name's Griffin Newman. Uh, David Sims. That's uh, me. This is a podcast. A pod. Cast. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, call, About, oh, sure. Go ahead. Call Blank Check with Griffin and David. That's us. Yeah. Hashtag the two friends at competitive right. advantage. We're the only friends who do a podcast together. Right. Let me clarify. The only two friends who do a podcast together. Uh, and it's a podcast about filmographies. Directors who have massive success early on in their career given a series of blank checks to make whatever crazy passion projects they want. And sometimes they clear mm-hmm. and sometimes they bounce baby. Sure. And this is the third. Well, yeah. The third film. We have covered. Second episode. Right. I gotta say, foreign language films, tough on the old quote master over here. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, am I gonna quote a translation? I, yeah. I think that's really your only option. And you can't really do the performance. Like I did, I, with L, I butchered it where I just like said an English translation of a quote in a French accent. I know. It was like, <laughs> it was like Red Sparrow where you're like, they were all like, we're in Russia. Right. We're Russian. Can't but I'm you not tell? like impersonating the line reading, okay. you know? Because sure. it's like, there's the cognitive dissonance of like. Maybe relax. There's a lot of complications here. Yeah. Exactly. Like wh- when I'm watching a foreign language film. Of a language that I don't speak, which is all languages other than English, right? I'm, like, paying attention to the body language of the actor. I'm listening to basic, like, tone of their voice. And then I'm reading what the dialogue is. Sure. sure. But I'm obviously not getting their language. Obviously, reading. it's, it's yeah. harder to evaluate performance in some ways. Right. Yes. Don't you worry that you're, like, wildly overvaluing performances because of the language? I, I do, do all the time. I do it all the time. Yeah, but, but I'll say this. You watch uh, these... Three, what Ang Lee, because this is a main series on the films of Ang Lee. I was going to say, what's it called? Broke Pod Mount Cast. Uh-huh. <laughs> and this is the third of his Taiwanese films before yep. he comes over to Hollywood. That's true. This is the third of the Father Knows Best films. That's the unofficial name of this trilogy. Sure. Um, this tonal trilogy. And you do see how the acting improves in each film. Which I think, A, he's better with actors. The scripts yeah. get better, but also... Pushing hands, little, little gamey, some of those scenes. Yeah. Where even the people who are speaking a language that I don't understand, I can tell sure, they're sure. not as on point mm-hmm. as this movie where it's like, every performance seems really good. Yes. But I do I do worry sometimes that like, uh, I don't know. It's rare that I will watch a foreign film and be like, that is a bad actor. That's, That's the, thing. the thing. Right, right. That's well, the thing. But also, I, it's like the My Blueberry Nights problem, right? Oh, where right. you're like, aren't these people just saying the things that people say in Wong Kar Wai movies, but it right. sounds worse in English? Like, I'm not tolerating it I've in the same way? I've never gotten over My Blueberry Nights for that very reason, where it frightened me so much, where I was like, <laughs> oh, God, has it all been like this? I don't think that's true. I think 
that my blueberry nights was you know playing with things that maybe he just wasn't as adept with yeah. i don't you know but uh that movie shook me to my very core yes but i feel like the same thing with like godard films where it's like can you imagine having to listen to people say these things <laughs> sure right <laughs> like you're a charming french people i get to watch them gallivanting around and then right, read right. stuff and it just feels like hmm, these are some interesting tweets <laughs> you know <laughs> can you imagine having to listen to people dramatize those lines fair enough yeah yeah um, but yeah. this is, yes, this is Eat, Drink, Man, Woman. Eat, Drink, Man, Woman. His his third film. Yep. His second Academy Award nomination for Best Foreign Language Film. And the film that sort of catapults him onto a larger stage. That gets him noticed. Uh, sort of. But actually, he got Sense and Sensibility off the wedding banquet. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, when that movie came out. Sure. You know, he was sure. already working on this one. But it was the wedding banquet that got him the Sense and Sensibility gig. I still feel the like this the was... The producer loved that movie. This was the movie, the movie that made a bigger impact in America. Yeah, I think this was where things were really steamrolling because I remember my grandma saw this movie. Ooh. Big story. It was kind a of a crossover of a success. Yeah. It was yeah. like one of those nice little like... Uh, yeah, it was... I mean, I don't think it was a Sony Pictures Classics. I think it was the Samuel Goldwin Company. Like one of those... Was. But you know, one of those movies that'll uh, post up at the Lincoln Plaza for a few months. Mm. R.I.P. Sure. Yeah. That parents like. Exactly. Yes, um, it's it's definitely like it's a parent and grandparent art house movie. And this also, is like a right. one wet, of those movies yeah. your parents will be like, you know, it they might be from another country, but like moms, dads, kids, you know, like they'll have that kind of a taste. They're eating you know? food, they're right, drinking right, liquids. Right. It's unbelievable. I never realized. Oh, it's so universal. Yeah. Like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, it's such an interesting culture they have there. They talk to each other. I mean, my grandma was someone who watched a ton of movies. Mm-hmm. I definitely got some of my like movie love from her. But I remember when I was a kid, her telling me, I'm going to go see a movie with a weird title. And I was like, what? And she was like, eat, drink, man, woman. Which as a kid, you find that title I was hysterical. like, that's crazy. Sure. Like, yeah. 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 That's, that's not what the title usually is. And but, the Oscars uh, that year, they repurposed the title into like 17 different punchlines, right? Oh, it was God, like the I'm Oprah sure. Uma of that year where it was just oh, like, really? oh, this is funny to say. I believe. I don't, I don't remember that. That's probably a crystal year. It lost. <laughs> Two? Foreign film. Do you know who? Do you know who it lost? Who? No. Uh, I can look it up. I think one year he lost to Burnt by the Sun. That, I believe yes, that was, that was this year. Oh, that okay. Okay, that was this year. You know, Burnt by the Sun. I've never seen it. I know. I, I've never seen it either. It was like a big deal when it I came out. I remember it being like the VHS box in like blockbuster mm. video. Um, it was like that, that movie like revived Russian cinema, and yet like. <laughs> I feel like no one remembers that it exists. That director did not really amount to like what people thought he was going to amount to. He was like a Florian von Hammelsmark. Florian <laughs> Florian Dunkel von Hammersmark, who I a success someone successfully nailed it at uh, Joe Reed's spelling bee. Once. Sure, I think I, I can't remember. Who. Um, that that might have been Katie. That's a weird career. <laughs> Florian Henkel von Dars. Yeah, like just what happened? Remember, I everyone was like, "Let's not get sidetracked on <laughs> yeah. Florian this early." Our guest is Allison Wilmore. Hi, hey Allison. <laughs> nice Returning to be here. guest, film spotting SVU. Yes, yes, that is true. The Prestige episode. Yes, that's your number one credit. That's what you lead. I with, mean, right? obviously, that's when people bio. are like, yeah, "I know you from your resume." Yes. So, yeah. Do you sound familiar? They stop you on the street <laughs> in the do. subway. Yeah. Uh, are you excited to be back? I'm thrilled. Great. I can tell you're just like the energy in the room. <laughs> it's crazy. Um. Had you seen this film before? I had, but it had been a really long time. Okay. Yeah. So it was, uh, I, you know, had mostly forgotten the mm-hmm. kind of plot developments and the the one at the end, especially. I was <sighs> like, oh, right. Yeah. Ben, ben loved this movie, by the I way. Was, <laughs> I was, I didn't see it coming. <laughs> uh, I also, well, yeah, I love how that, right. Have you seen the other ones? Uh, Wedding Banquet and uh, seen... Pushing Hands. 
pushing hands, but I don't know if I've seen Wedding Banquet. Check it out. Good movie. Good movie. Mm-hmm. Good movie. Um, pushing hands is yeah. Well, we talked about it last week. Yes. It's okay. Yeah. It's it's a it's a, a fine debut. I feel like these three films. There's there's a real build oh. of a style that's that's exciting to watch. It it's is. like what when we watch- like in this podcast when we get to watch someone like <sighs> put the pieces together slowly. Because pushing hands, you see like some elements. Sure, but you're like okay, this is like. A little basic, I guess. A little amateurish. Wedding Banquet's like really fun, really good. And you watch this and you're like, well, this is an Ang Lee picture. This you're watching. And you're watching like all of the sort of things where he's putting his finger on the scale too much. You know, they're like, Mm -hmm. especially in the Wedding Banquet, because pushing hands again is very simple, the culture class stuff. But like where he's like, well, let's like really emphasize this. And like you're watching him do less and less of that. Like have more confidence on like, no, I can like build up to this. I think confidence is the big thing. This feels like a very confident movie in terms of. And so he made them, you know, they came out 92, 93, 94. Like he's making them quickly. Like, and like this movie is so pretty and it's so Mm -hmm. like. Sense of space, the uh, house, you really yep. like see the house That's and how right? it's set out. Yeah. And it's one of those movies where you're like, the camera's always in exactly the right place. Like without being like showy yeah. shots, yeah, you're always sh- like, right. this is the best place to cover this from. Um, I also just feel like this movie's very confident in terms of what it tells you and what it doesn't tell you. Because it's not a very plotty movie, but it has a lot of characters and a lot of through lines running. And in terms of like things like the big surprise at the end of the movie, it's really smart about like what it's withholding, what it's showing you, often showing you the smaller, less consequential moments, but the moments that tell you more about the character and then letting the big developments happen off screen. Like that's that's some you know, that takes some cojones as like sure. a storyteller to be like Well right. And I then- want the audience to stay invested and not think that they're not getting what's going on. Know that I'm telling them what I want them to know. And like Pushing Hands and Wedding Banquet are both culture clash movies, like yes. very explicitly. Like yeah. and they're both set in America. And it's like, oh, can you, you know, like, can you, can you see what I'm trying to point out here? Right. Whereas this is like, it's a culture clash movie a little bit. You know, it's, it's a, like generational a generational clash. One, right. But it's like, but it's, also about it's like, like slow exactly. and It's all part yeah. of a wheel that like, you know, yeah. things are linked in ways you don't initially understand. And, yeah. Eating, drinking, men, uh, women, all linked. <laughs> it's, I love this movie. I gotta say, yeah, I was very happy. No. Uh, he's, no, he's real good. pleasure to watch. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, this is uh, the third Seamus film. Mm-hmm. Third film with the same actor. Third film about fathers dealing with, you know. But this is the one that kind of, I wouldn't say centers the father most. No, it's pushing I would, hands. Pushing hands centers the right. father the most. I would, this centers him okay in the, you yeah. know, sort of. He's one of four main characters, I guess. Right. And then each, well, I'd say the youngest daughter probably gets the least yes, time and is the least developed. She, she definitely, uh, is the only thing it doesn't ring false, but like rings a little cheap, like you know, the way her story like, like, gets wrapped up kind of fast. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um uh yeah, because I initially thought it was just gonna be about the three girls mm-hmm. and the dad would only really be there for the you know, the the the, the lunch, the dinner scenes. Right, like, you know. right. The basic stuff of this movie is widower, master chef, yep, three adult daughters. All living at home. All living at home. Yep. And and the sort of tension of and the daughters are all sort of like different things. Yes, one's religious, like one's kind of like a party animal, like or whatever, like or a, young like, at least. Right? right, she's like a college student, yeah. and then one's the career woman. Right, um, and they represent different shifts in the culture. And he's a very traditional man, not in a like stuck in his ways kind of sense, but it is about him sort of like trying to figure out. 
where he lands in this new world and them trying to figure out how to like live their own independent lives to the best of their ability. Um, right. I guess that's, that's like, it's a hard movie to summarize. It is. Yeah, I do think, I think that like the, it's all about, yes, shifting Taiwanese culture and this generational thing. And I think that that's fair. Like they all are kind of dealing with what independent lives they can have and, and like how they want to pursue them. Do you know what movie it weirdly kind of reminds me of? Is it Tortilla Soup, the remake of Eat, Drink, Man, Woman? No, I've no. never seen that movie. Have I you seen either. that movie? No. It's crazy that it exists. I've always <laughs> wondered about it. Uh, but no, what, what is it reminding Isn't it weird that that's the one that got remade? Because Wedding Banquet feels like it Wedding Banquet was designed is like screaming to be a Tim for Allen a, comedy in 1998. <laughs> right. <laughs> sure. Yes, it is. Like, it's insane that Touchstone didn't remake the Wedding Banquet. I, I, and... It's like Tortilla Soup's literally like a Samuel Goldwyn movie. Like yeah, it's like, it's like the another, same distributor. It's like a lateral right? move. Yeah. They were like, let's just pick a different culture, do the same budget level. <laughs> and, it, and it is that thing I was just saying with they're like, well, hey man, all these cultures, it's the family, <laughs> the right. food, like, you know, right. Can we do a Mexican eat drink man woman? Every place has its own cuisine <laughs> and also its own people. <laughs> and those people are related to each but, other. Uh, what I, all right, what does it remind you of? What it reminds me of, weirdly, mostly in storytelling style, but also in sort of tone, is uh, Small Change, the Truffaut Oh, sure, sure, sure. I've never seen that. Uh, It's it's this kind of ensemble piece where you have these through lines, but it's not very plot-driven, and it sort of feels like a sketch movie in its own way, you know? Yeah, I can see that. It almost feels like this omnibus thing because you keep on going back and forth between these different... Mm. threads but the threads aren't stacking up in a very didactic like a to b way right they're Uh, not intersecting all the time no and a lot of times the threads are just kind of like here's just another day in her life here's another element to her you know well another thing that i love about um all three of these movies Mm -hmm. is there's no scene where like the father forbids something and that becomes the central conflict or something like that you know they're, they're these aren't movies about a generational conflict that is prescribed. It's more just sort of like things are happening and he's watching them happen or the mother's watching well, them happen. Yeah. And she's like, I don't understand. Or like, right. I, I'm upset. You know, but I, like it's I not, use the word right. tension, but it's not like, uh, like, like a terse tension. No, it's not it's, like, I'm going to throw you out of the house right, or I'm going to disown you. It's never yeah. sure, friction. Exactly, it's exactly. literally just they're like gauging how far they can stretch the rubber band comfortably, you know? Yeah. Right. It's like these films, and this is, I think, is the best uh, of the version first. of this. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he like kind of perfects it. Well, it's also so much about, and I mean, this is kind of a through line in his career, like people not actually saying what's on their mind, right? Yes. Like he's like yes. king of like repressed emotions. and I, Which and, I love. And that's early because there's that scene where he's with his friend and they're getting drunk and his friend starts getting a little blue, like yeah. starts working dirt, and he's just like, eh, you're drunk, shut up. You know, like <laughs> he doesn't even want to talk about it with his like drinking buddy. No, you know the moment we we've already recorded our episode after this, okay. our sense and sensibility yeah. episode, SNS. Uh, and I mentioned this in that one. But uh, Emma Thompson said in an interview, still to this day, she's never worked with a director who paid more attention to body language. Mm, yeah, I can see that was more kind of focused on it. Um, and I feel like this is the one where he finally like perfects that language for him, how to use body language as like one of his storytelling tools. There's a scene that for me, I'm like. This is it. This is the moment that he arrived as like a great director is um, when uh, the two oldest sisters have the conversation uh, when they're washing the dishes. Uh-huh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they start talking about the fact that they don't talk to each other. And in any other movie, it would have been 
like an acting class exercise scene where they're like blowing up at each other and trying so hard to connect and they barely make eye contact. They're both staring forward. They're both dealing with the dishes. Like the tension comes from them trying not to look at each other because that would be too painful. And it's just keeping them in this two shot, watching them react to these things, but trying not to show it. And it's like, this is some good dramatic story time. Yeah. Right. Well, and yeah. so much, even the dinners, they get described as like, right, like these torture sessions. But yes. like, the dinners are totally civilized. Like, they're totally right. yeah. reasonable dinners. No one is screaming at each other. No one is, you right. know. It's a, it's a very kind of like modestly pitched movie. Yeah. With all of these deep undercurrents of yeah. like tension and emotion and anger Not- that, uh, just you see the surface, right? Like, right, but never explodes into some sort of fakey feeling conflict. That right, you know. right. There's never the blow up scenes. I mean, I even love a movie like I really like The Big Sick, uh, yes. which is another movie with uh, family dinner scenes as like a sort of organizing uh, story thing. Uh, and even that has that sort of blow up near the end where they're like, "We cast you out of the family," and you're like, "I know they aren't." Like right, you know, right. so it's like. Which it's fine. I mean, I like that movie. That's it's, the other thing it, with maybe this movie, though. I mean, yeah. talking about the small change thing, I guess it's that he like cuts all the shoe leather out of it. Mm. Like he <laughs> makes a movie only of the scenes that he finds kind of interesting. That's on blank check bingo, right? Shoe yeah. leather. Yeah, we gotta actually work it up at some point. <laughs> I'm trying to fit more and more. I'm new, building new like my sort of list, you know, of his phrases. Right, I mean, Rosetta Stone. Um, but let's talk Continue. about the other aspects of this movie that comes in at the very beginning. If we're starting chronologically. Mm. This movie makes you want to fuck with some food. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Uh, I love a food movie. Ben and I were talking. I think it like adds an extra star for me. Like, I just, if a movie a like star? photographs, yeah, photographs food well, mm-hmm. like, I'm just very forgiving of said movie. Sure. It's the only movie I can think of where you see someone inflate a duck. <laughs> you emailed us the I picture. I did. I made a GIF you, of it. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, good. you don't get to see that a lot on screen. I mean, I'm now, I'm now, I've called up the opening scene on YouTube. It's like, right, he gets the fish out yeah. of a oh, pot. Yes, that's it's alive. alive right. And then he fish. kills sure. the fuck some chopsticks. The fuck yeah. yeah, he does that more than once. He, yeah. he yeah. kills a fish with chopsticks. He, the yeah. second time he feels bad about it. Yeah. But he like thinks twice and then he's like, nah, it's that, still worth it. Worth beautiful, it. This yeah. movie, it's definitely he a fish up. snuff film. <laughs> oh. Yes. Well, yeah. and then he also it's talks flower. it out, and he's like, yeah. "This is a really good fish. You can't like, you know, yeah. don't go overboard with the spices and stuff. Yeah. Showcase I, the flavor." Well, I, right, and that's one yeah. thing I like is that the dad is so obsessed with not um, over flavoring things, and like and with with just the right amount, right, with subtlety of fra- right. you know, and like balance, and right. and this is so much a movie about like uh, like Confucian thinking, right? And like, you know, yeah. oh, you know, everything should be like uh, properly yes. ordered. And, and the balance of your life and yeah. Yeah, the first daughter has gone too far maybe one way. Mm-hmm. The second daughter, I, she's got a little too far the other way, I guess. She's doing fine, basically. The career daughter, I mean, she's doing okay. I feel like they're all doing fine. They're basically. all basically. Like, doing, none of them, uh, yeah. right? Like, the, like maybe the first daughter. First yeah. daughter like with, the, with the Christianity. Right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's put some walls up, sure. maybe. Uh, all, all of them are kind of missing a piece. Like, yes. they're not like totally off track, but it's like, you gotta get that one final thing to push you over the edge out of the nest, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've got the... um. Also, the, I, mean, I feel like it's crucial that the youngest daughter works at um, Wendy's. Right? Oh yeah, that has to right. that has to be yeah. Well, they right? cut them together, right? Yeah, yeah. So they're like, like, like there's yeah. a contrast there that's yes. like very deliberate. Like, when do you think Wendy's reached 
uh, Taipei? Like, like when, 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 like, when do you think like the American fast food restaurants like started opening and like oh, was it was probably know. in the eighties, right? Yeah, I would guess in the eighties. I mean, it is plays... it literally Wendy's in the movie? Yeah, yeah it's literally it? Wendy's. Oh. oh, I took I took note. Oh, I, I was yeah, very excited. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I I think that uh, I mean, I've seen like McDonald's play a role in some uh-huh. Hong Kong films from like sure, the nineties, right, right, right? And all of that. Like, I I like they've been there for a while. Well, and KFC is fucking humongous in Asia. Yeah. That's the big thing. Yeah. Why is that again? Is it just like the chicken? People like chicken. well, chicken's good. It's, I mean, it's yeah. the I like chicken. It too. And then I've been humble brag watching uh, Ugly Delicious on mm. Netflix. Oh sure. Yeah. And they do a whole episode on it. He oh, says the other thing. The pork. Look at this. Just look at this. Look at this, guys. Yeah. So food porn. Uh, it's really beautiful. It's I forgot beautiful. how. Yeah. Um, um, look at that. The other thing with KFC is that it's communal. You have a pork belly. Uh, oh, yeah, right. right. Yeah. You get a bucket of a you thing, a and they're right, like, "There's right. no education necessary in how to eat a cheeseburger yes, and yes. how many you have to order for a family." It's like you get the whole thing, right? Because this is a movie about communal eating as well. It is. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, um, the sort of uh, the ritual of eating what it, with, as a family. Yes. Sure. Um, I hate uh, seafood. Sure, you're bad with food. I, this I, is the thing. I'm really? not a big food person. I didn't know that about in you. general. Yeah, I a, yeah, a bit of a failure. Used to weigh negative fifteen pounds. <laughs> and uh, when I was growing up, they kept on sending me to doctors to gauge whether or not I had an eating disorder. Okay. And they just kept on being like, "No, he just seems kind of uninterested in food," <laughs> which like, is a, a very, very uh, boring sort of eating disorder, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Right. But yeah. they were like, "Is there some complex? Is there like a thing? Is it You're like, like a it just doesn't do anything for me?" Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is why I, you know, I eat garbage. Right. You uh, eat like bagel twists. And I get nothing else. Called garbage belly. I think because <laughs> the one way I was able to get myself excited about food as a child is if it came with a toy. Okay. So I still respond most favorably to things <laughs> that are super fucking processed. <laughs> okay. Um, so, but but I watch something like this and I'm like, oh, God, I should Right, like you wish food. you could appreciate this more, right? Like, I like food if it's in a movie. <laughs> Movies, <laughs> that's my food. so good. It's, <laughs> looks oh. And the slicing of the fish. Like, I never want to eat fish, but I watch that and I'm like... That looks pretty cool being cut up. <laughs> Puts it in a little know? basket. Oh, oh, the steam basket. Oh, yeah. He just has I don't know, that like at the, home. The, just like the, the pork belly and the fact that he like, uh, the way he cooks it and drops it in the ice water mm-hmm. and then slices it up and then I think assembles it into the bowl and steams it. Like, it's just incredible. Like, it looks so good. And it's a big metaphor for the movie, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Uh, of that he feels like his daughter's aren't ready to be served yet. They're not yes. they're not ready to be presented on a plate in this perfect way. <laughs> and also he's lost his sense of taste, which is right. like he doesn't even know what the palate of the culture is anymore. Mm, nice. Hey, nice. Oh, I forgot the frogs. Yeah. Oh, he also uh it's like the way he expresses his love for his daughters. And it's yes. like very like it's all of his emotions are getting channeled through elaborate meals that his daughters are largely unimpressed by. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> his daughters are like, God, we have a dinner. Ugh. Right. You know, and right. then he just I love that in all of the dinner scenes he'll like put up plates and then like more plates and more plates. Mm-hmm. Like they're always these multi course things. They don't all right. fit on the table. And everyone's always just like, Yeah. And I love also <laughs> like another Easy, lazy thing they could have done is, like, he's cold, he's totally unemotional, all he has is the food. Instead, they make it, like, no, he can talk, he's just better at expressing himself through food. It's a better connection point than anything else. There's the line I love late in the movie where they're complaining about the next-door neighbors who keep on doing karaoke. Uh Uh-huh. And yeah. they're like, you know, it's just they talk through singing the way we talk through food, you know? Yeah. Like they just like say it. They just call it out. <laughs> and they're like, that's just like the thing that we're able to all like kind of connect on. Right. Um, but yeah, the first five minutes of this movie, whatever it is, this like opening credit sequence 
is just like the most effective food porn ever. And also gets into like processes always like, I know this is such like film nerd thing to talk about, but I just <laughs> fucking love process in movies. Anytime you get to watch someone like go through a routine, especially the more specific it is, mm-hmm. the more physical it is. Mm-hmm. And you get to watch him like go through 17 different routines. I'm trying yeah. to think of food movies now because all I can think of is Chef. Uh, Chef Casper, of course. We love Chef no, Casper. No, no, Burnt. Come on. <laughs> I actually did see Burnt on a plane. So there you go. Yeah. You know what the pitch for Burnt, yeah, burnt. was? What? Pitch for Burnt was, what if Chef but Fox? Yes, mm. Chef but Hot. Yes. Chef but Burnt. Chef but Burnt. Uh, I actually do kind of like Chef, but that's a movie where I feel like, man, if there wasn't all this delicious food, I probably don't like this movie. But like, it's okay because I get to watch him like make a Cuban sandwich. It's also weird when you realize like Chef is a movie about yeah. John Favreau making Iron Man too. And, yeah, yes, I, I know. know. And it's, then being it's like, it's I very much a I just I need to to get a food truck and go back to my roots. And then he makes the Jungle Book right. and the live action Lion King and a Star Wars a Star TV, Wars right. TV what, series. Right. I know what <laughs> Chef is actually about, which I like, is that he's like, yeah, I just need to get back to my roots because that I can really market, and then I'll be right back on <laughs> right. top. Because that's what happens in Chef, yes. you know? Like, yeah. even mm-hmm. the Cuban sandwiches are a hit, right. you know? Right, sure, And sure. he's Over like, plot invest, no bigger move than that. Right, and he's like, well, the problem was, yeah, that studio was no good for me. I, you know, I don't know. It's like, yeah. It's yeah, weird. there's not a lot of, like, right. ideas about artistic authenticity there. Right, like, right. he left Marvel for Disney, and <laughs> Disney bought Marvel, and now he just makes adjacent movies. Right, but I think the thing with Favreau, I don't know what the thing with Favreau is, to be honest, but it is interesting to me that he moved on from Marvel, yeah. right, mm-hmm. to making movies that he shoots entirely in a soundstage and has total control over, sure. right? Yeah. Like, it's, like, all brewed Maybe up Maybe it's just, lab. like, really convenient, because he can, you know, Does doesn't have to move around. It yeah. seems awesome. Yeah. yeah. The other thing is, like, you know, like, on, on Jungle Book, like, he would play play all the other characters on set. Wow. And I feel like he probably just enjoys that. Maybe it's fun. Like, not in an ego way, but, like, the the behind-the-scenes footage that exists of Jungle Book that isn't a dude at a computer is, like, that kid on a log (laughs) and Jon Favreau, like, pretending to be a bear. And he looks like he's having a grand old time. What are some other food movies? Big Julie Ni- and Big Julia. Night. Big Night is a good food Big movie. Big Night is an it's amazing like really food movie. Good. Right. Uh, yes, yeah. right. And that's, I like that. And he, like Ratatouille. Any movie that say, is centered around about... like uh, the dish. Yes. Like you yes. got to get the dish right. Um, uh, the Founder. Uh, yeah. Another movie sure. centered around the dish. Uh, wait, what did you say, Ben? Julie and Julia. Sure. sure. Yeah. Sure. yeah. I, I love cooking that movie. In it. Yeah. It's a good movie. Um, um, uh, have you ever Phantom seen? Phantom Thread. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, classic food Hungry movie. Boy. Oil and salt. <laughs> um, uh, have you ever seen What's Cooking, the Grinder Chata movie? Oh, I love that no. movie. Yeah. That's my favorite of the admittedly very small genre that is the Thanksgiving movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, it's an underrated movie. Good it burger. Is. <laughs> yes. All right. That Which is another one that's about, That's another one that's about the dish. Good burger is about gotta figure out this Mondo burger. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> gotta figure it out. <laughs> food movies. There's and some Tempo-po. movie. Hmm? Tampopo, great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, oh Tampopo, yes. yes, Tampopo is the shit, and also <laughs> is another weird movie structurally where it's like half a sketch movie. Yeah, like yeah. totally yeah, isolated, weird. In, like right, digressions and like, yep. and then half a narrative that they cut back to when they feel like it. Mm-hmm. I have never seen um, like Water for Chocolate, which was in the Eat Drink Man Woman like early nineties yeah. prestige yeah. farm yeah. movie uh, and it's zone. Like, oh, this one's a little sexy. Yeah, that, like, that, that, that one's hot, right? Mm, that, that one's, one's sort of sexy. Hot. Delicatessen, right? And no, that, yeah, a lot uh-huh. of food movies. This is what I'm saying. Yes. Early '90s, all these European and and Asian directors, they're like you know, they're like and who are making the the jump, yeah, uh, to America. They're making these food movies. Can I go back Woman a second? And you're going to get angry at me for saying this. Yeah. Uh, oh. Whatever. 
Have you folks seen Siskel and Ebert's review of Good Burger? No, I have not. <laughs> I Siskel post- and Ebert, so yes. not Ebert's it's written review. the two review. of them. Okay. On at the movies, reviewing Good Burger. I will post it online at least once a year because I think it's important <laughs> to recirculate. They get into such an argument. Like, Siskel just dunks on it. He's just like, it's dumb, it's stupid, it's based off a sketch, it's about a burger, fuck you, who gives a shit, right? <laughs> and then, and, and he goes like, the movie's dumb, it's poorly written, the characters are dumb. And Ebert's like, look, I'm not gonna say it's a good movie, but I disagree with you that the characters are dumb. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? He's like, they saved the day, they defeat Mondo Burger. <laughs> And Siskel goes, of course they do. They're the heroes of the picture. And they get into this argument that actually makes you think where it's like, if the heroes succeed in the movie, does that mean that they're smart even if the film characterizes them as dumb because they accomplish what they set out to do? That's an interesting question. And they get heated about it. Mm. And he's like, so you're saying it's a good picture? He's like, I'm not saying it's a good picture. I'm just saying we're (laughs) judging the intent of the picture. It um, ends with like great. it fade. The audio fades out on them still fighting about it. That's why they were the best. They were the best. Yeah, yeah. they could find an angle anytime. Yeah, I mean, Good Burger's good. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a great it, film. I haven't seen it in like twenty years, probably. But I'm sure it holds up perfectly well. Exactly. It ages sure. just like a burger. <laughs> I mean, Keenan and Kel holds up perfectly. Yeah, but that was a more elemental show where mm. it was just like. There's a problem. It gets worse. Keenan has a scheme. Like it was always the same every They're week. Like Adam yeah. Costello. Yeah, it was exactly. like right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Eat, drink, man, woman. Eat, drink, man, woman. <laughs> um, How would you rank them if you had to rank the four? Uh, eat, woman, drink, man. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, I think that's how I'd go. I mean, you got to put man last in this climate. <laughs> you I would go drink, drink, woman, eat. Well, no, drink, eat, woman, man. Let's just, you know, let's let's put the food and drink on top. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. See, I don't want to look too thirsty, but I go... Woman, drink, eat, man. Wow. Well, we, we've already established your contempt for eating. Yes, so right. I would expect it to be down there. Yeah. But it yeah. still beats man. Yeah. 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 Sure. I mean, I mean, do man I, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is posting man, real bad. This is posting months from now. God knows what man has done at this point. I don't know. Maybe man's gotten good again. <laughs> what, yeah. If, yeah. what if in the months that we've been recording somehow everything got chill? Yeah, right. Everything's great. In Everything's society, just been addressed. It's just all leveled out. So is Trump gone? Oh, no, 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 no. He's just good now. Oh, great. Wow. Yeah, 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 he yeah. woke up one morning. He Times was like, have changed. what if Trump but good? <laughs> That's what he was like. And he just started living his best life every day. I don't even know what that is. I don't even Like, what is that? Where Trump, like, would he give an address where he's like, guys... I screwed up. I don't know. I've been a real jerk these last 70 years. So like, I, he, I, like, yeah. <laughs> Just imagine he made us eat crow and we all had to genuinely say like, you know what? I think today Trump actually did become president. I think. <laughs> right. We actually have he to give him He stepped in the office. He that. got down to business. He balanced the budget. <laughs> sure. This is sounding more and more like Dave. Just the movie Dave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So eat, drink, man, woman, yeah. Jesus. Right. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I'm gonna long- go drink first, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. then woman, then yeah. food, then man. Okay, yeah, hey, food's right. gotta be number one. You guys are crazy. No, uh, food, I like no? I like alcohol. Yeah. Well, drink. yeah, you're you're yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, awesome, yeah. 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 You know, I like a drink. You like a drink. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's fun to get drunk with. Are you awesome. a wine you. connoisseur? Uh, are you like a, a cocktail like a connoisseur? Bourbon. Yeah, you're a, you're a liquor drinker. I'm a liquor drinker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm a I'm a I'm a bullet. 
guy myself yeah. when it comes I, you know, to like, bourbon. You know, lately I've been like bullet rye, actually. Nice. Even. Yeah, delicious, okay. delicious. Hey, um, a hot, feel a free hot to send tip. me sponsorship money <laughs> if you're listening. Uh, a really good cheap rye is Old Overholt. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's like the it's classic. I use that to like standard. make it old fashioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, under 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. So Just drink it from the bottle, you know, fall asleep on the subway. Keep it in your desk drawer like you're a noir hero. Oh, yeah. 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 I should have some booze in my desk drawer just for that very reason. I would never drink it, though. Right, but just so you could offer it to people and be like, you know. Belt of scotch. And also hold the drawer open a little too long so you can make sure your coworkers see it. And then they can be like, that's kind of actually cool. No, I think they'd be like, it's dated all right. Yeah, they'd be very worried. (laughs) Allison, they think it was cool. You, they'd be like, is this? I used to have like sponsored bottles of things on my desk. I had two bottles. Okay. Shades of gray wine. Yeah. Sure. yeah. It comes in red and white. P.S. Oh. Uh, and then I had uh, not, not gray. Johnny <laughs> gray Drama. Gray. Johnny Drama. It was like Johnny Walker, but Johnny Drama oh. Uh, oh. Entourage. Good. Branded scotch. I yeah. got I got a bottle of champagne. Did you get the bottle of champagne for Darkest Hour? I uh, did this, not. Yeah, I got that. I wish I did. I know. I drank that on New Year's. Uh, no. um, but uh, I got whiskey recently from The Good Fight, which last year sent me wine. Wow. So they upgraded. That is nice. Um, which is really annoying because it means like like the package gets like rerouted to God knows where because I if I'm not there to sign for it and I had to go like all this way pick up this fucking package it was a good what good fight and I was like come on I went all this way for a promotion but then there was booze inside and I was it's uh, pretty nice yeah, it's pretty it's good. pretty good so Angley's Oscar nominated <laughs> film. <laughs> It's hard to summarize movies that like don't have. The, I mean, I well, guess should okay. we, well, should we go the, through we'll the go plot through the, the three yeah, characters? Three, right. There are the three characters. Four, yeah. four, Women. four characters. Dad's got his deal. Yeah, Dad's got his deal. Mister Chu mm-hmm. is his name. He runs a restaurant that I think has gotten a little too big. Is the implication yeah. right? Like he's just also like he's not. He he's on autopilot. Yeah. yeah, he's not feeling it. But like everyone likes him. Like everyone's into it. But he's yeah. like, does he also run the restaurant? I feel like he has basically moved on. From he's the sort of handed they want it him off. to come yeah. back. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, they want to be yeah. more hands on. And they keep being like, are you, come on, what are you, you doing something new? Like you got like a, ooh, right. You got like Where's, something hot coming up. Right. He's yeah. one of those guys where you're like, does Wolfgang Puck actually cook anymore? <laughs> right. Right. You know, does like, he just found restaurants and like an airport kind of sandwich places? Yeah. Right. So he's like known as a chef, but he doesn't seem to be actively cooking that much outside of his home. You know what? Wolfgang Pup uh, does cater. The Oscar? Yeah. Doesn't he like do it every year? Yeah. That's like a thing of his. The restaurant is in the Grand Hotel in Taipei, by the way. So that, oh, wow. That, you so see it's it? A- the one that like has okay. a, a, it's kind of this Chinese style building is like real, like that's a real fancy hotel in Taipei. Oh, I'm looking at it. It looks yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, so we've, you know, I, right. We've covered a lot of this. Whole, but this is his first film actually set in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Uh, even right. though. He's now made three Taiwanese Right, because the other two are other two in the States. In, in the States. Yes. Um, and uh, it's got, that's why, I don't know. It's it's That's why I feel like it works a little better. I agree. I mean, I love The Wedding Banquet as like a 90s like Manhattan movie just because I love seeing any movie set in, in like yeah. a New York that has sort of passed into memory. Um, but yeah. But also, you know, like they talked about the fact that he was not, uh, super fluent in English when they shot Sense and Sensibility. So I can sure, only imagine yeah. for the first two movies where he's working with like a mixed cast in the States, you know, uh-huh. that uh, this film just feels like he, 
is a lot more in his element. Yeah. yeah I can't sure. imagine how stressful it would be to be a director not being able to talk to everyone who was working right. with you. Or to you have know? to go through a translator for right. everything. Yeah, right. that sounds tricky. Right. I feel like this movie also, it doesn't feel like it kind of bends over backwards to try and accommodate this idea of a Western audience. No. You know, I don't think it's any way inaccessible, but it's very much like this is about Taiwan. I agree. Yes. And I feel like his first two movies, especially because he was like from Taiwan, went to NYU. Right. He was sort of testing out like, can I can I straddle the two zones? Right. And that's who James Seamus is his buddy, right? Helping him right. uh, straddle. But then his career after this becomes like he does one or the other. He doesn't do these sort of like. No, that's true. He know? makes two more Taiwanese movies, but they are just right. foreign films, foreign right. language, 100%. foreign setting. Yeah. 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 Um, what was the the thing we're gonna say about the father? Mm. Is that he, he's also he's lost a sense of taste. He doesn't taste. Right. He's not uh, tasting anymore. It's fading. Right. He's kind of uh, not as good. Uh, even though his dishes look incredible, they yeah. look so amazing. They look amazing, but they're not quite as perfect as they used. Which his to be. daughters are calling out. They're like, "Pork mm-hmm. oh God, the shrimp paste." Yeah. This time. Now a question is yeah. it. Device, or do we think that this is a real thing okay, that so happens? This is my question because it's like, are we supposed to take this literally like Dewey Cox losing a sense of smell? Sure. Mm. Or is it just like he's kind of out of it? Like, is he's it just meta- not. Is it just a metaphor? Right. I, I mean, is he sort of losing his lose their sense of taste as they get old, especially sure. if they smoke, which like most people did, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, in the past. But then, Wait, spoiler what? also at the end. Sorry <laughs> to break it to you. My oh. grandmother, previously mentioned, a viewer mm. of Eat, Drink, Man, Woman in uh-huh. 1994, like, she was like, yeah, all food just kind of tastes like a coaster to me at this point. <laughs> like, you know, she like she smoked for 60 years. Sorry, mm. Betty. Yeah. <laughs> Kills your taste buds. All right. Uh, uh, also, uh, you should probably stop eating cigarettes, Ben. <laughs> I think that's what's really doing you in is eating lit cigarettes. It looks cool. It's it's a party look trick. Cool. Um, yeah, he's losing Your mouth his clothes. He's losing his sense of taste. Yes. Uh, he's a widower. Uh, he makes dumplings real well. Really Watching well. them make the dumplings, I'm like, how on earth do yeah. people do this falling. on uh, an industrial scale? Like, yes. I, and I know there are machines and things, but like, I mean. I eat 10 of those in like five minutes and yeah. I'm like, that was great. I, I could eat 10 more right now. Yeah. And like, are you watching them like carefully, like wind the flour, you know? Yeah. I could eat them forever basically. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I will say, I think that the, um, I felt like the losing his sense of taste was uh, sort of a depression, uh, you sure. know, yeah. stand in. Right. 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 right? Yeah. And his disconnection from his cooking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the thing. I don't take it super literally. It's sort of just like a kind of numbness that represents like his right. state in life. He's lost his pl- he's lost his way a bit. He right. uh, obsessively starts cooking elaborate meals for a little girl. Right. Yes. And there's this sort of like, yeah, we should talk about that because I love <laughs> that. Mm-hmm. I remember we, had you seen this movie before? Uh, no. Okay. So we were in the same boat, but I remember when we would go to trivia all the time, this came up in a food round. Mm-hmm. And we were so charmed by the scene where he delivers. Because they, I, I do vaguely remember. They this, introduced yes. a food round, and we were like, "Fuck, one of these is going to be in Drink Man Women." Right, right. Like we haven't seen this movie, and right. I know it's going to be in here. Yeah. So can we correctly identify this? And that scene was so funny that both of us were like, "Is it that much of a comedy?" <laughs> right. Because there's that like one shot of him coming in with like the stack things. He's like, okay, I only had so much time. <laughs> and he's listing all the things and all the kids are coming and picking it off the desk. Right. He's like taking lunch orders for the whole classroom by the end. But then swapping so out and eating her lunch out of I her know. like little cartoon lunch. Pill. It's adorable. 
Uh, I love schools. Yes. In mm-hmm. uh, in in these kind, of, I just love seeing. I other there are two schools. types of schools. Yes, too. You have the elementary school, mm-hmm. and then you have the oldest daughter. Uh, Jia Jian is teaching at. It looks like a technical high school. Maybe yeah, it's it's a little. Uh, it's intense. It yes. <laughs> visually I mean, looks like a prison. Yeah, it, it's very projecty and yes. sort of brutalist. This so, like building she's but yeah. like the yard yeah. that it's sort of centered I know, on. And they're very all much like, looks like this, yeah. everyone's doing exercise and like sports. They're all and wearing stuff. uniforms. Right? Yeah. Like it looks like some weird future prison. Yeah. I so uh I when I was like in college, I took this really sketchy job in Taiwan for the summer. Uh working uh, well, for okay. a textbook okay. company where you're not allowed to work in Taiwan on a tourist visa, which is what I was working on. So okay. that was the sketchy element. And so were they paying you they just would cash pay or whatever? You in traveler's checks. <laughs> wow, very nice, very yeah. old, not nineties. You're also old. not allowed to teach in Taiwanese schools if you are like I think not a Taiwanese citizen. Interesting. But we would get brought around as like they would be like, look at these foreigners. And like if you buy our textbooks. Like these foreigners will do like a brief inept attempt at teaching your class. So you were like a textbook salesperson. Basically, you I was the more like but a, they were I sneaking a, you in a textbook right. accessory. I would say, sure, right, <laughs> right, right. but like definitely, I got brought to a school in Tainan, which is the big city in the middle of Taiwan, and like was just ushered into a school that looked exactly like the school in this. Sure, and then brought in front of a classroom of like five hundred people. <laughs> And made to recite things in English. And at the end, as they do in this movie, everyone stood up and said, thank you, and bowed. I just, like, I look at those scenes, and I'm like, this feels like Logan's Run or something. (laughs) Like, they're all wearing the same thing, and they're like, that's sort of, like, the formality of those sorts of behaviors. It's not a pretty-looking or friendly-looking school. At all. No. Yeah. Um, Who coaches just volleyball? (laughs) I don't know. Volleyball's a big deal. Yeah, maybe it's a really successful volleyball team. Yeah. I, I mean, come on. Yeah. I love the I love the dashing volleyball coach in his sweatpants. Yeah. He's like Coach McGurk from home movies. <laughs> but, but he has his uh his motorcycle, you know, yeah. he's dreamy. Oh, yeah, he's a little dreamy. Yeah. I do yeah. love him for his motorcycle. Um so yes, well let's talk about that character, uh Zha Zhen, uh played by mm, Kue Mei Young. Kue Mei Young. She uh, has converted to Christianity. Yeah. Her family thinks that's Fucking bug nuts. Uh, yeah, they're which I like, where they're just like Jesus. Well, well I feel like it's not even easy. that. They're just kind of like uh, it's like this thing she does. Yeah, like, right. like, Why do you know? They're just like they're, they're not like, taking whatever. it seriously. Yeah. She's like, can we pray? And they're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. They just are like, <laughs> like you do what like you need phase. to do. Yeah. No one thinks it's for real, right? Like that's. I know. I think they take it seriously, but I think they're just kind of like whatever. Like, but I also I think she's the one that they view as like being a threat for for spinsterhood. You know, she's the like. But I think that's also right, like part there's this fear throughout of leaving the dad by himself. Right. Yes. Like that is like the the great unspoken fear right. that is like in all of these women's lives, which is to be like someone has to take care of dad. But he can't yes. just be by himself in this big house. But like, I think she also fits into that archetype of like the person who's like, look, I actually just don't have time to date because I'm really very like <laughs> I'm so attached to my father, you know? Right, right. Like, she kind of is like, Christianity, my dad, those are the two things. Yeah. Well, I mean, and there's this this idea towards the end that she, like, uh, is kind of, like, repressing herself, right? right. It she wasn't. had been putting pres- it on a little bit. Yeah, yeah. she presented right. this narrative of being heartbroken, and right. it was all a 
big spoilers. Yeah. Lie. So I was confused by that. This straight up lie. Yes. Yes. That was a lie. She told this narrative. She borrowed her she friend's nar- boyfriend. Right. And, like, she borrowed, she borrowed, she borrowed the wedding right. banquet guy, you right. know, as like yes. the culprit. Yeah. But she just wanted to create a tragic backstory so they'd get off her case. Yes. Is that she the wanted idea? a reason yeah. uh, to give them. But uh, it is all made up. That is kind of the one of the weirder twists of the movie. Yes. Um, but uh, I actually kind of like it, though. I like it, too, yeah. where she was just like, uh, she just like hadn't wanted to date or uh, was guy. scared of dating. <laughs> right. 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 It was like, I, I'm not meaning anyone interesting. Right. Let me create. <laughs> right. It means like, every yeah. time they can just be like, oh, fucking wedding banquet guy. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it's man, weird they keep on jerk. calling him that because it's like within the movie, they've seen the wedding banquet. Uh, Lee Kai, right? That's his name. Yes. Lee Kai. And uh, so, but anyway. That those are her deal. She works in the school. Yeah, uh, she's got a broken heart, and she's getting these weird. She's pretty emotionally repressed. Yes, that, that's she's the whole thing. Is they kind of can't yes. read her ever. Right. right, right. And she's got the secret admirer. She got an indie spirit nomination. Oh. Uh, the actress, and she's in like a lot of movies I've heard of Taiwanese movies, like you know, um, the uh, the whole or Goodbye Dragon and the Wayward Crowd. They, you know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is it? I want to, I want to, is it Tsai Mingliang or is it Chai yeah. Mingliang? Tsai Mingliang? It's Tsai Mingliang, yeah. 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 Uh, who is another, he's like a contemporary in Taiwanese film of Ang Lee's, but his movies are uh, strange and boring. So he, 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 he stuck to Taiwan. I mean, I love him, but. He, he did good by Dragon Man? Uh, yeah, he did good yeah. by Dragon Man. Good is, by Dragon Man, for those who haven't uh, <laughs> heard yeah, of it. Yeah, describe it, please. Is a movie about a movie theater closing. Yeah. And every shot in it is roughly 25 minutes long, <laughs> yeah. including the end is literally, I think the end is literally a 12 minute shot of an empty theater, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I like his movies. I just remember they're reading. They're challenging. They're challenging. Yes, they are. They I like are. that movie. But, but then like, and then he'll also, then he'll be like, all right, so I did that. My next movie is like a pornographic musical with watermelons. Right, like. right. <laughs> or the whole, right? This kind of like, uh, I don't know, almost apocalyptic movie. I've never like seen the, that one. Uh, I just remember reading a review of Goodbye Dragon and when it came out that kind of like formed how I was like starting to engage with film more seriously where it was like I I get the statement of doing a 12 minute shot of an empty room right but is there anything you're saying with 12 minutes that you couldn't say with six (laughs) and I was like that's an interesting question (laughs) oh but does it wait but like maybe six you'd be like eh that That, was just six minutes 12 you're like oh he's riding you he was like there's a difference between 90 seconds and six minutes but what's the difference between six and 12 like that was the argument the critic was right but when that movie came out people freaked out I mean because he what time is it there is a great movie as well which but I also love that that's a real high concept movie it's about two people one of whom sets his watch to the other person's and then we just watch what they do they do different things like yeah. one goes somewhere else like that's their only interaction was that they set each other's watches well goodbye dragon in was also one of those movies where people either thought it was like brilliant or they were like what the fuck are you talking about sure yeah um ding dong, ding dong. <laughs> all right can you get that group yeah uh, uh hello wait a second that's stirring in the corner oh my god we forgot about Detective Will Dormer. You got his name right. Our friend from Insomnia. Will, Will, what's going on? I thought he was dead by now. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes he's asleep. Okay, Will, well, why aren't you sleeping? Guys, I've been trying. I've been trying to die for nine months here. <laughs> In a pile of garbage. In a pile of garbage. But if uh, I'm still alive, I should probably find some way to celebrate 
Our, our nation's birthday. He's United States of America. The 4th of July. Well, wait a second. Why don't you take advantage of Casper's competitive, limited time, 4th of July offer? Well, that sounds great because right right about now, I want to be patriotic, but I can barely get off this mattress. You know about Casper. But do I? They do I a, ever? They, they sell directly to you. They give you mattresses that save you money. They have a 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. Returns are hassle-free if you're not satisfied. But this 4th of July you can choose the internet's favorite mattress and save up to $225. Oh, order. my stars and stripes. <laughs> I never knew you were such a patriot detective. I love America. Remember I said I was a jingoist. All right, so there's three mattress lines to choose from. You got the original Casper, the Ooh. Wave, and the Essential. Oh, uh, you know, the original one's got the memory foams to, for quality sleep surface. You got yes. the Wave with a premium support system that mm-hmm. mirrors the shape of your body. My body, my corpse. They're breathable. They're cool. Yeah. Regulate your temperature. All right. Throughout the night, your body temperature. Mm. I've got a Casper. I sleep on it with my body. Humble brag. I've been sleeping on it for months. I'm having a great time. Okay. You look This podcast has genuinely improved my sleep experience in multiple ways. It's kind of amazing. Uh, And it just shows up to your house in a little box. Okay. I mean, this ad read's getting long. I want you to let me sleep. All right. Well, for a limited time, visit casper.com slash savings and save up to $225 off your order. Limited time only. This is a special offer that expires July 9th, 2018. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, say can you see? So it's casper.com slash savings. Save up to $225 off your order. Limited time what? until July 9th, 2018. Was so proud. Wait, wait. I think he fell asleep again. All right. Why won't that guy die? <laughs> that was awful. Yeah, I'm sorry. Don't sorry. worry about <laughs> it. So sorry. Don't worry about it. So sorry. All right. It just happens sometimes, Allison. It's embarrassing. We have guests over and then other guests show up unannounced. Anyway. Anyway. Middle or youngest sister. Let's talk youngest sister. Okay. She's got the least to yeah, do in this Because we can knock her out in like 45 <laughs> seconds. She's got almost like, it's almost like a parody of a soap opera storyline, right? Or and like, her thing gets right. totally resolved like halfway through the movie. Like with and the then snap of just, a finger yeah. and right. And then it's that. That's that. Well, like if, you know, as you said before, a lot of this movie is about what you don't see. Yes. We yes. see part of these stories. Right. And then whenever there are like these periodic um, times at the dinner where someone's like, I have an announcement. And then you're like, oh, wait, that's what happened from that? And yeah. then hers is like the biggest revelation because you see the setup of this and then suddenly you're like. And it feels like it's setting up something totally pregnant. different than right. what they end up. Right. She uh, works at this Wendy's. Her friend has this boyfriend that she's kind of stringing along who she's not super into. Yeah. She meets this guy, gets kind of attracted to him in his like. Hang dog, like love right. sick kind like, of way. Love is awful, right? And she's but like, I'm, I can't get out of it. My friend doesn't really like him anyway. He lives alone in a very expensive apartment, which makes him look really cool for a young kid. <laughs> sure, and uh, and so she she gets engaged with him. Then the friend starts flipping out over the fact that she lost him. They like get into this like tearful, you know, conversation. You're like. Okay, so this is what her plot line is. It's like this love triangle. And then three minutes later, they're like, nope, pregnant, married, moving <laughs> Goodbye. out. Goodbye. Smell you later. Yep. It is funny. It And I don't really like get totally what he's trying to get. He may be trying to get at something that I am not like grasping. Sure. Right? Um, but it's like 
there's it has to be intentional that there's like no inquiry from anyone about this basically where they're just like oh okay like right like right she's like i have five announcements to make yeah, she's like i've got an announcement to make which is what they like you said they keep saying that at right. the table right well because the other thing at the beginning of the movie oldest daughter who is the most sort of independent and seemingly together announces her intent to move out uh yeah which throws the middle daughter, them the middle all, daughter. The middle, sorry yeah. middle daughter which throws them all into this state of like reassessment. Right. Things are being finally changing. What will we do? Yes. Right. And then it ends up happening like in the reverse order of who you would think would move right. out. Right. So I feel like that's the biggest thing he's doing with the youngest daughter is just upending the narrative expectation of like, I'm ready for middle daughter to move into her own apartment. Instead, it's just like, no, here's this whole thing you didn't fucking know about. <laughs> and now she's living with a guy and they're having a baby. Well, there's also a bit of like, there's like a pride and prejudice kind of like uh, the youngest girl is yes. the one who marries yes. first, right? And right. she marries and that, in this really kind of spontaneous like and way. It, and it kind of turns the heat up on everyone else right, like almost right. accidentally, yeah. right? It is like you watch this and you're like, what a masterstroke to realize that he should adapt Jane Austen. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. There is this this very like, th- they're connected, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it, it's one of those things that I guess you got to give a producer credit and we yeah. do talk about it on the sense of it's not it's obvious, like, but it, but it is she the sort of- saw the wedding banquet and was like, this is an energy that would work for an English costume drama. And right. the difference yeah. between generations right. all that and, and classes and all these sorts of things, the, the sort of tradition of it all. Um, but, the, but the middle daughter is sort of the central character of the film as much as there is one. Right, I would argue. Yeah, I think yeah, so. I think so. I mean, the, I think the the both older daughters are sort of co-leads. I don't know. Yeah. I would say. I mean, like, there's a reason it kind of starts with the middle daughter about to move out and yeah. ends with the middle daughter. That's why right? I feel. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the ending, you're right. The ending is crucial, and also so much of the older daughters like. Um, uh, stuff is happening. She's not acknowledging it. Like it's all so locked away. Right. right. And the oldest and the youngest are kind of like, I don't know, I'm doing whatever I want, get off my fucking back and then take these left turns. The middle daughter from the beginning is like, I know exactly what I'm doing. Here's the plan. Here's how the next two acts of the movie are going to go. Right. And then there's sort of this arc to her, like being completely thrown off the hump and then ending up in a totally different place. Right. It's her who got the indie spirit. Now I'm realizing. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was uh, going by billing. Cause it was for yeah, the middle right? daughter. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the dad got an indie spirit. Now too. He's and he's good. the MVP he of the early Angley films. Well, he's, he's such a good actor. He's a good I mean, fucking actor. He was, I know he was like, you know, an old like vet who okay. Angley like dragged out of retirement. We'll have talked about it already because yes. he's like more prominent in the last two. Um, but uh, he's, he's a great actor. Like it's not just someone who's like got the look and like is, a, you know, oh, he's got a good, hand. plausible dad. No, he like handles the emotional scene so like perfectly. Yeah, and he is a really interesting physical actor as well, you know? Yeah. But you're talking about the difference between someone just having, like, a good look and engaging energy versus someone who knows how to communicate a lot with, like, shrugs and, and things like that. Right. Because right. he is kind of stoic in this. Absolutely. Without being cold, you know? This is what, of course, we've already talked about. This is, it is kind of what I'm concentrating on in a foreign language film. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, but middle daughter. Yeah. Big career, heavy hitter. Yeah. Has this friends with benefits relationship. With yeah. her ex. Yeah. With her ex-boyfriend where it's like, this is so much better. Like, she's like, I got it fucking figured out. I found an apartment I'm going to move into. Yep. I got sex on the side whenever I want it sure. without, like, the, the old ball and chain weighing me down. <laughs> I got Killing everything. Killing fashion. Killing it. Yeah, her she was great. outfits, 
The business outfits are really good. Yes. Very yeah. 90s. Right. Yes. Yeah. But I love it, of course, because that's like, my era. Yeah. Blouses. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, nice no. blouses. Her blouses are great. She's got a blouse game. On point. On point. <laughs> yeah. Lit. Uh, but but I feel like there's this weird like apartment scam she gets caught into. Yeah. Which then makes the papers, they say. I mean, and it's one of her announcements. Right. Is that, and they're all like, oh, wow. Like, that's a, that's a really fancy. Like, it's like a big deal that she's moving in yeah. to this specific building. Yeah. Um, maybe that was something that was happening a lot. You know, I'm sure that this is like a rampant time of development sure. in Taiwan. Sure. But right? I think and it's they, also just like the idea, right? Like, there was a long tradition of like you lived at home yes. until right. you got yes. married, right? right? right. right. And it would then be maybe weird then you your have parents a single move in with you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. like, this was like a real modern thing. You're like, you have your yeah. cool, like, sexy city apartment. You right. Know? And that's right. part and of the hook. Like, right. I need yeah. to live at home. I need to be in a relationship. Like, I'm right. zooming past Which, all these things. By the way, no. I would be like, how about I stay at home, like, with my dad who cooks amazing food <laughs> and is kind of a nice guy like honestly sure, you sure. know it's kind of fun a fun hang sure uh but rather she than feels yeah. like the one who is most interested in trying to carve out like a modern life yeah yes. and and purposefully dispel all the sort of like societal notions of how a woman her age should be behaving right but right. she's kind of well, in this yeah. way she's like the son her father doesn't have right because right. she, she sort of takes up the cooking mantle um and like you know they're they're the most connected on those fronts right but they also are the most like at odds over yeah, that. Sure. like right. he right. was the one who's like i don't want you to be like a chef you can't be a chef like me go do something else right so uh, there's parents. this notion like she was capable she could have done this for her entire career and clearly likes doing it but never did it professionally and is in one of those like Kind of anonymous business incorporated. I know her job seems so boring. It's an airline, right? Yeah, it's an airline. They're making deals about. There's some presentations, right? Australia, yeah. There's that thing where, um, you know, a wedding banquet guy comes in and he's like, "My flight was late," and the guy, the boss, is like, "Sorry," you know, like it's like (laughs) some flight jokes, you know, some good flying humor. Airline humor, yeah, Yeah, exactly. Good stuff. Arms tired much. Um, but it seems so like stifling and dull, but whatever. I mean, sure, she's, sure. she's killing it. She's, I mean, yeah. she's doing I great. Mean, yeah. I think she's not supposed to be super happy in it. No, I it's more like, like she's just doing she's just good at this it. New, right. It's, exactly. You know, she's right. on the path. Yeah. And yeah. she's got her nice side piece. And then he in like, look, I have a shocking announcement to tell you. <laughs> reveals that he's, oh, oh, cause there's that thing. So she, she has the conversation with the sister sure. where the sister reveals the, the man who scorned the her. The cause of her broken heart. Right. So she goes on this like vengeance quest. Right. To like catfish him into admitting that he wronged her sister. Right. And said so he's like, I got no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. He's like, uh, I have not been watching this about movie. It, she, right. Exactly. Yeah. She was like in my girlfriend's class, maybe, you know, <laughs> like he finally puts it together who she even is. Right. And then there's. A scene I think is also like just very well, uh, sort of in a very economic way uh, directed uh, where she immediately goes like, I got to go see my fuck buddy and tell him this funny story. And then realizes that she's interrupting him with like another woman, but has no real right to be angry about that. Mm -hmm. There's that like thing where they're both kind of sussing each other out. Um, And then the next time they see each other, he's like, by the way. We're, we're getting married. Right. But also, can we keep up our right. fuck yeah, buddy right, relationship? Right, right, right. You want to be my uh, soup on the side. Mm-hmm. Right. Side of soup. Yeah. Which it's like, 
Uh, I mean, you were right to break up with that guy. Yeah. Right. Um, Yeah, I like how uh, unjudgmental these movies are, though, in general, about sex. Me too, but let me judge. This guy sucks. Oh, he's no good. He's he's the worst. But I I like that also the other two daughters have stories that revolve around romance. Yes. And the romance is in her. She has two kind of abbreviated romances. She has Mm -hmm. this, like, failed romance with her ex-boyfriend, a garbage person. Yeah. And then she has this like half romance with what she thinks is her sister's ex-boyfriend. Right. Who is married also. And then, and that ends in this way that is so interesting where he's like, I'm glad that we didn't sleep together. Can we be friends? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Do you think he means it? He seems far more sincere. Yes. He does seem more sincere, but I feel like the way in which he specifically was like, like basically like I want to be your colleague and like we have, you know, like I did really seem to like try to be an attempt to like put the romantic storyline to bed. He's like, like go Batman. He has to realize like, (laughs) look back girl, we need to work together. I got to get over this whole crush thing. (laughs) It's a classic Lego Batman arc. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. As they always say in film school. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's what Aang was working off of. Off the Lego, the Lego Bartman. Yeah. Um, uh, can we talk about the mash notes that we never talked about the mash? Yeah, let's oh, talk yeah. about the mash. Notes. The weird poems. They yeah. are those weird poems left yeah. on her desk. Yeah, right. they're Suicide very like, is painless. <laughs> <laughs> they're just very like highfalutin sexts. You know what I mean? Like, like I, imagine harassing a woman with like parchment paper and like complicated <laughs> poetry. Uh, uh, my friend uh, Juan Nicolon, as part of uh, Nipsey, the UCB sketch group that oh. we've both been a part of. Wrote a very good sketch about uh, Victorian uh, dick pics. Okay. Where, like, uh, other families, they're sending over portraits. Right, right, right. Yes, they're sending over their, like, yeah. Um, But it does does feel like the last vestige of, like, I gotta gotta gussy this thing up. You can't just slide into some DMs like Giffield. Right. You know, (laughs) I gotta gotta turn a phrase here in order to get her attention. Sure. Um, But they are. He's, He's, like, fucking horny Cyrano. Yeah, right. Uh, and she's she's trying to figure out who it is. Who the culprit is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it seems more out of just like her frustration of not knowing rather than like, this is my secret love. Right. Yeah. It doesn't feel as much like she's like, I got to know who this is so no, I can run away with him. I feel like it's more just she had like shut that part of her life off. Yeah. yeah so it's an annoying reminder of that, it. Yeah, yeah. That she has like this kind of romantic potential. Yeah, she seems like really uninterested in existing as a sexual person at all. Well, for a long time, yeah, right? Everyone and then she in does this, a makeover. Yes. Right. Everyone in this movie is like ignoring some like desire. They're all missing right? a piece. Sure. Right. They're all right. missing a piece of eat, drink, man, woman, yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they put the four rings together. Which to <laughs> be, right, exactly. A form of a, yeah. No, uh, you know, it's like uh, the title is from uh, the Book of Rites, a Confucian-like okay. book about basic human desires being natural. Eat, mm-hmm. drink, man, woman. Uh, the things which men greatly desire are comprehended in meat and drink and sexual pleasure. That's the actual. It's also like a pretty good plot synopsis of the movie. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Eating some drinking, men, women. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's not a plotty movie. No. Like for a, for a two-hour movie especially. Yeah. And yet a lot happens. Everyone has their own little kind of thing going on. Right. It's just like, it's very well observed. Mm -hmm. And like, unlike the wedding banquet, which is really plotty and very high concept. It's not like a farce. Like the one good thing about the wedding banquet is that it Mm -hmm. isn't a farce. Like Mm -hmm. it never turns into the birdcage, but like still like that's a movie where there's like, 
identities being hidden and it's like, the restraint uh, of not feeding into what the movie could sink to yeah, whereas this is good. just like right. we're not even gonna try to spin those plates this is let's just take family. our time like <laughs> fucking go down the river he's a filmmaker who takes his time he does he makes long movies patient i'm realizing this yeah yeah yes. there, there is like you know because like sense sensibility is very long yeah sure. uh even a movie like fucking I don't know. Billy Lynn's long halftime walk. It's like surprisingly <laughs> like roomy. Yeah. Um, Life of Pi is like over two thirty, um, right? Is it really? I think so. Ooh. No, oh, it's only two be. hours ten minutes. But really, even, you know, even then, it felt long. It yeah. just felt long because he's on a freaking boat with a tiger for half of it. You could have told me that movie was three hours long, and I'd believe you. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, I'm looking forward to rewatching a lot of these movies. Yeah. I am looking forward to rewatching that movie, but mostly because like I saw it, didn't really do much for me. And then that was that. Like, yeah. I just really haven't thought about it much since he won an yeah. Oscar for it. Now it's like, yeah. what? Okay. okay. Yeah. Life of Pi? Yeah. Yeah. His second Oscar? Yeah. I forgot that he won an Oscar. He won an Academy Award. His second. That is one of those movies that also no one talks about. But made like, so much fucking money. How is did that it? possible? It did really well here. It did bananas overseas. I think it ended up at like 150 domestic. You're right. 125 domestic, 609 worldwide. That's crazy. Thank you. Those that's, are good numbers. Those are good numbers. For a that's movie crazy. about a boy in a boat with a cat. <laughs> I know. That's, a, that's largely metaphorical. Yeah. also. Yeah. <laughs> um, a movie that ends with. Was this a movie? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I, wait, I'm excited for you guys to talk about Taking Woodstock, which oh, is a movie yes. that happens. Be a weird one. Another movie yeah. that did crazy business overseas. Did it really? I know. I think forty five dollars. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that Taking Woodstock is the only one I haven't seen after this. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. 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 Interesting. It's just inexplicable. Sure, he's an inexplicable guy sometimes with his projects. I mean, now he's making this Will Smith movie that sounds... Gemini Man? Silly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, maybe it'll be good. I don't know. I, You know, I, I think he's he's good at repressed emotions. I he do is. think it is yeah, like the main he applies thing. Even when he made a superhero movie, it was about the guy who's like, can't be angry. That's you know? my favorite man. Mm-hmm. But he is... He is interesting. I was talking to someone about the fact that we were getting ready to cover him on the podcast. Yeah. And they said, is there anyone who's kind of more of a chameleon sure, at right. that I mean, level than he is? And it's one reason we wanted to do him is he worked in a lot of genres. So you get right. to do lots of different kinds of movies. Without yeah. being like an anonymous hack work guy, yeah. you always mm-hmm. certainly feel his fingerprints. There are commonalities of like theme and and style and this and that. But like I was throwing as as a counterpoint. I was like, well, what about someone like Soderbergh? And they were like, he works in a lot of different genres, but he's got a very specific set Almost kind of every like time you see a Soderbergh movie you're like that was a Soderbergh movie right. like 100%. I wouldn't describe Unsane which I just saw as like an asylum movie That's it's a thing. Soderbergh movie where the whole sure. time you're kind of thinking like why do you make this? And I liked Unsane. But, but, yeah, but like, they're all like that genre, a la Soderbergh. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and yeah. Emily just kind of like moves around and is like, I don't know. Why, why would I make this kind of movie next? You right. know? But he's not like a Ron Howard. Like no, he's not that's somewhat. That's what's you know? fascinating yeah. about him. Yeah. Like they were saying, like. Even when he misses, you're like, I can see what drew him to a Billy Lynn or a Woodstock. Right. Or but he weirdly almost feels Even like a, Hulk. a Howard Hawks or something like that, where it's like. The filmography is that varied, working in that many different genres at a high level proficiency, because in that day you had to direct fucking five movies a year. Right. And he's like choosing his films deliberately with space in between, but still like zigging and zagging that much. Because you look at this film and you're like, okay, he's figured it out. 
Here are three films, the Father Knows Best trilogy, right. and now here is the template for what an Ang Lee film is. And then he's like, different time period, different culture. <laughs> Long time ago, continent far, far away. Sure. And then everyone was like, okay, but it's always going to be about the family and well, the daughter. Then he you made know. Ice Storm. Right. So he did stick in the family movie for a while. Yes. And then he kind of finally flames out and he's like, uh, let me make like a kung fu movie. But, but yeah. there's a fucking western in between. Sure, that's true. There's like a revisionist mm-hmm. sure, slavery sure. western. Emily's here. Emily and Shana. Yeah, that's right. Humble rank. She's here to record a different podcast that's not this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Night call. Listen to it. Yeah. Mm. Um. Uh. Yeah. It's just an interesting guy. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Come on. Is there anything else we want to say? Talk about? Well, I, I will say, I, the end of this movie destroys me. Like, I think, oh, that's the thing. You know? yes. The ending is so good, and you think the movie's over. Right. And then he, you know, I feel like it even fades to black, maybe, and then cuts to a new scene. I can't yeah. remember. Okay, so final dinner table conversation scene. Because there's also been this flirtation. There's the next door neighbor, yeah. or the friend, who has the young daughter who he's been, the father's been swapping the meals with. Yeah. And her mother has been staying with her, moves in with her. And her mother is awful. Right. And they keep on setting up the dad and the mom on these kind of very stilted dates, trying to make fetch happen. And it clearly isn't connecting. And you're ready for like the end of the movie where finally like the guard comes down and they bond. And it's like, oh, maybe they were similar after all. Like you're waiting for the character to totally shift off of being the worst. Right. To suddenly becoming compelling. You think that's what the movie's winding up. And then big dinner table announcement. I'm engaged to <laughs> your daughter. Right. And everyone starts crying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People freak or, or out. Or fainting. Yes. Yeah, right. right. The yes. mom starts shaking. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. And passes out. Uh, and also he's selling the house. Yep. And they're like, you're drunk. There's the earlier threat of him being senile because the the quote unquote uncle character who's the more active chef at the restaurant now. Yeah. The, the, the guy the family. who works a little blue. Right. He likes to work blue. Works a little blue. Yeah. Uh, he gets ill. Right, there's yeah. that. Yeah, he gets uh, hospitalized away. and dies. He has dies a really, very quietly at a table. Yeah, it's a really good death scene. Actually. I know, it's <laughs> actually kind of frightening when he's in the kitchen and he just like starts shaking and the guy's like, ah, stop fucking around. Because they're yeah. all applauding him for re-entering. Yeah. Right, the first and he's day like, back give me a second, sits down, dead. Can you imagine yeah. your first day back at, at work? You're just Jesus. like, hold on one second, I'm just gonna die really quickly. <laughs> just like, just you won't even, you won't even be sure. Because they're dead clapping, and he's like, just hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me sit down, and I'm dead. Yeah. That's how you quit a job. <laughs> That's. <how> you- <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but there's there's the thing they keep on talking about. Like, is dad going see now? He's losing his taste. Right. He seems to be losing his lust for life. Like it's like, is depression going to get him? Is he lonely? Like they're like trying to figure out like, cause the guy seems to be off his groove. And then it's like, nope, I have been dating someone your (laughs) age, your friend. Seriously. And now I'm selling the home and we are moving in together. Yeah. Uh, Mother passes out kind of like, I believe there is this like hard fade to black. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then you see him, uh, and that is how a lot of these movies would end with some big dinner scene right. or, you know, where everyone is together. There's a giant confrontation, right? It would be a, 15 it ends a little abruptly, but yeah. 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 Um, so then we see the middle daughter preparing mm-hmm. a meal. It's like, Oh, she's okay. Yeah. Interesting. What's going on here? Got her life together. He's in a car. He drives past what is clearly his old home, mm-hmm. which now is like... First, it's sold, yeah. right? right? Yeah. Vandalized, gets out, sort of forlorn, tries to open the door with his old key, doesn't work, and you're like, 
Oh, it sounds like a you can't go home again kind of thing. <laughs> hey, wait a second. Wait a second. Let's throw a couple bagel twists in here because who owns the home? Middle daughter. She's been the one cooking for him. And how good is her soup? Well, maybe a little too much ginger. <laughs> oh, wait a second. How did how did, and, you, and, hey, how did you know? That? And I didn't even like pick up on that. I was like, uh, he's he's being such a dad, criticizing yeah. him for the ginger. That's what I like about it. Dick. It's yeah. like a twist where like the audience also has to realize the twist, just as he realizes the twist. Or he's like, too much ginger, too much ginger. Wait a second. So you know what I feel like this is cribbed off of? What my favorite episode of Happy Days growing up? <laughs> Great. <laughs> and that was a big Happy Days kid. Uh huh. There's one, it was like post Shark Jump where every episode something insane had to happen to the status quo. Okay. Fonzie suddenly goes blind. <laughs> and this is like, uh, this is maybe even like a post Richie Cunningham season where it's like Fonzie's friend doesn't live there anymore, but he's still living at his friend's parents' place <laughs> above the garage. So yeah. he suddenly goes blind and like loses all his passion. And it's like Henry wow. Winkler's sad with big Ray Charles sunglasses on. And he just like can't, he can't ride his bike anymore. He can't, I guess, stand adjacent to a bike. He's missing the uh, jukebox when he tries to elbow right, it. Right, right. And then there's a scene at the end where he like walks into the kitchen and he's not wearing the sunglasses. And he goes like, you look lovely today, Mrs. C. And she goes like, oh, thank you, Arthur. And then she looks up and she goes, oh, Arthur, and realizes that he has his vision back. But he's like gained it just as magically and suddenly. It sounds stupid. It's dumb. Yeah. It's dumb. And I always think about that as being like the fucking sweatiest episode it's, of television it's definitely I have sweaty, which goes ever on blank seen. Yeah. And then this movie pulls the same shit, but it like fucking gets you. Well, right, because he spent two hours investing you in like because it's not a happy metaphor. Episode, well, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, but it's also so quiet. I, I guess I it just is. feel like there's so much of this movie that is about from the daughter's perspective, like loving your father, but being terrified that your life will just get sucked into caring for him as he like slowly, you know, recedes from life. I also think she starts to become quietly and the movie doesn't put too fine a point on it scared about ending up like her father yes sure. she gets more affected by her father's current state than anyone else mm -hmm. right he seems really lonely he and seems like, really rudderless and like you said he's freaked out about the same idea he yes. doesn't want her to end up like him either right, right. and but they have to accept this sometimes yeah, these things happen yeah. you know and the last shot looks like a fucking renaissance uh, painting with so the two it's very them. moving yeah. it does All actually together. yeah it made me cry it is very effective yeah um ding dong oh sure ding I'll, I'll get it this time. Okay. All right, all right. Who we got? Uh, hello. Who's this now? I'm Salvador Dali. Oh, wow. I love your art. Salvador Dali? Yeah, yes. It's Salvador Dali. Okay. All right. You said Lolly that first time. Oh, it's the accent. Salvador Dali. All right, Salvador. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get down to brass tacks with you. Yes. We're a couple busy podcast hosts. Yes. I here. have many podcasts. <laughs> oh, really? You have a network? I host a Westworld recap show. <laughs> you like, how do you feel about billions? Love it. All right. Um, well, then you're, if you're a podcast host, then you know, we, we, we really want to get back to talking about great art. Mm -hmm. And you are a great artist. Yes. So what are you here for? Well, I have a problem. Oh, no. My mustache, she point up. Your famous mustache. Yes. But my wiener, it drip down like the melting clock on the branch of the tree. Well, we've got just the thing. 
It's called Hims. Yes. And it's a one-stop shop for hair loss, Ooh, I got skin care, sexual wellness, yes. all for men. Mm. It's true. Now, this week I'm more interested in talking to you about baldness than, you know, sexual wellness. But I also have a bit of that, I think. Yeah, actually, let me take a look at you. Yeah, let's recheck the historical fault. <laughs> I'm coming closer to you. You know, it looks like you have a full head of hair, but a little oh, bit receding. Oh, here's a twist. A little bit uh, receding. Here's a twist. Toupee. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm rewriting history. Uh, well, 66% of men lose their hair by age 35, mm-hmm. Salvador. And it's easier to keep the hair that you have than to replace the hair you've lost. Right. And so what you can do is you can use hymns for hymns.com. You can get connected to some real doctors, get some medical grade solutions, not snake oil pills, not gas station counter supplements, real generic equivalents and name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. So what you're saying is... Or keep your, you know... You cannot turn back the clock. You cannot unmelt the clock. Sure, sure. But you can freeze the clock so it stays in that current state of melt. You could even, I mean, Ben, you, you know, you know about this stuff, right? Like you can get... A cream, you can get a supplement that... Uh, yeah, you get you know. a solution, right. you get a pill. It's a whole package deal to really make sure to keep what you have or to even have some uh, hair growth. You don't have to go to the doctor. Nothing... I like hate doctors. Awkward waiting room time. Well, here's the thing. Nothing. You think I'm an absurd artist? Try waiting in a doctor's office. We answer a few quick questions. Doctor reviews, prescribes you, products go right to your door. Great. All right. Well, here's the thing. Let's let's tell Dolly and our listeners because mm. um, we have a special offer. Yes. So uh, you could get a trial month of hymns for just $5 today right now while supplies last. See website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. You go to forhims.com slash check. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash check. So I check to make sure I've typed in for I him. Thought he'd do this. No, yeah. it's for hims.com slash check. You can get a trial month for five dollars today. And uh it's gonna be great. You're and I, I I mean look, great sales pitch. I, I mean a hundred percent. I know you said it was mostly about the hair stuff, but they do have good wiener stuff too, right? I'm so I'm told. Okay. Great cool. sexual wellness. Oh yes, they they also do offer um a a generic form of Viagra. Great. Otherwise it would be embarrassing if I came all the way here. With that very, very strained clock analogy, the mustache, and then did not have that answered at all. So now I'm going to leave. Goodbye. All right. Thanks for interrupting the like wonderful <laughs> ending scene with that. Slam. Hey, don't blame me. Blame that idiot. Um, but uh <laughs> no, oh, Jesus, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, it has been five minutes since you started talking. <laughs> um no it's just like like my parents didn't want me to get into this garbage industry that I'm in and that you're in. Yes. Uh because my parents were both in this garbage industry. Uh not film critics just you know journalists. Journalists mm-hmm. sure. Podca- um, oh okay. Yeah podcast. podcasting. Podcasting. <laughs> yeah. like someday they were, David this thing will come around called yeah. podcasting. Yeah. Don't do it. Well, I mean they were right cuz they were just talking into microphones. There weren't even wires connected to anything. <laughs> they were just doing podcasts for themselves. Well, like someday oh. people will be able to hear this stuff. <laughs> someday you'll be able to Decades make Hundreds of dollars. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No. A mattress <laughs> will get delivered to your house right. in a box the size of a mini fridge. And I was like, mini fridge? And they were like, well, we're going to figure out mini fridge technology. Wait, too. you're telling yeah. me it's a fridge, but it's smaller? <laughs> the, original, like the original podcast were just whispering secrets into a bottle and then throwing it into the <laughs> sea. Yeah, you, would, you would dig a hole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
No, but, uh, you know, they had to accept that I was whatever, like, fated to uh, sure. follow them on their path, right? And, Which like, is the exact same thing I went through. My parents were right, like, yeah, don't yeah. go into show business. It's for bad people. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know where they got that from. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. It seems great. I see no evidence of no, that. Right, yeah, it's, nothing's yeah. come up recently. Yeah. Um, like you said, everything's fixed by now. Yeah, everything's fixed. Um, but, uh, like, but you find I, I like the, the metaphor of, of yeah. that, like, uh, simultaneous like both sides realization where she's like it's okay that i'm you can't kind of protect following in your footsteps it's okay that you're following in my footsteps right you just hope you hope they end up a little better than you do i mean we can say this for parents here recording this episode <laughs> well I, I love uh, a great to, deal of maturity that's what we want life for our children right? we want them to improve upon i mean imagine how good our children's podcast is gonna be <laughs> By that point, it'll just be beamed directly into people's brains. Yeah, they'll just yes. have like a contact lens yeah. or something. And you'll yeah. have no choice but to buy mattresses online. Like it'll <laughs> right. force you to yeah. do it. And mini fridges will be long gone. People won't even know how to describe the box that comes in. Do you guys have a mini fridge? I had a mini fridge in college. No, I didn't have a yeah, mini fridge. Yeah, I got one right in the yeah, corner. There's one in the you studio. Know, Ben's got, got a little mini fridge. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He does. Sometimes the studio feels like, like there's a sandwich dorm. in there. <laughs> I, my sandwich is in there. I love how your mini fridge is called Medea as well. I always think of uh, Tyler Perry. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry about the laundry all over the place. <laughs> Good bit. <laughs> uh, do you guys want to play the box office game? Yeah. Cool. So how wide was this? Might did all right. Like it did a solid little number at the U.S. box office. It right? made seven point two million dollars in nineteen ninety four. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, which adjusted for inflation is sixteen. Which like Sony yeah. Pictures Classics would take that yeah, now. They'd be right. Thrilled. Like, yeah. Exactly. And like I don't think it costs more. And I assume it made some. I think it made some money. Uh, obviously, like yes. In Asia, I you know this is long before Box Office Mojo has any kind of sure, data about sure. that. Um, but it opened limited mm-hmm. August fifth, nineteen ninety four. Okay, so like, and that's when it basically when it came out in Taiwan. So it's oh, like you know what I mean. Like okay. yeah. he is now a big enough name, and I yeah. guess the wedding banquet was enough of a crossover mm-hmm. that they were like, yeah, we're taking it right to America. Wow. Mm-hmm. So uh, how long is this movie in theaters? Is there like... <laughs> There's not much data okay. about that. I mean, it was, I mean, if it, oh, it opened to $155,000. Okay. So if it made $7 million, it was probably in theaters for like for six months. That's yeah. what I, say. I could see this being a movie that played yeah. at the Angelica. Just from burning sure. away. Right. You said it came out in August? August 5th. I bet it was still playing somewhere in New York in January or February. So Absolutely. Yeah. I am August 5th, eight years old. This is it's my last year it's in the America. Maudie of its day. That's the reference I'm looking for. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. beautiful. Oh, it just quietly mm-hmm. ran for six months and made $150 million. I only saw two of these five movies that we're going to talk about because I was a little kid. Okay. But I did see two. Give of me them. the date again. August 5th, 94. Number one okay. is a franchise action picture. It's a sequel. It's the third in this franchise, which is they keep trying to revive this one. And it's opening. It opens to twenty million. And they have revived, but the revivals aren't good. Or they revived it to like twice, it. and now they're reviving it a third time. Is it Die Hard with a Vengeance? No. Good guess though. That's ninety five. And it's not Lethal Weapon three. No. Put it this way: the franchise, the name is not in the franchise. Although they later started. Putting oh, it in it's there. a Jack Ryan picture. It's a Jack Ryan <laughs> movie. And the it third would be. Oh fuck. Uh, uh, yeah, why, uh, no it's what's like, oh, what's it has it called? like the driest title. That's what I'm trying to remember. The, it's like a Jack random. It's like a fucking it's, like fridge word poetry. <laughs> it's be- not called desperate. It, no, no, it's um, but it's one of those like extreme. Will he get it? Fuck. Yeah, it is. Uh, a little, oh, oh, it's wow. Patriot Games. No, that's the second one. No. That's oh, the clear first and present danger. Clear and present wow. danger. There we yes. go. You talked your way through it. I, I, like, I 
I, the process, you yes. know, there we I go. got to see was, some process. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, because the first one is Hunt for Red October, right. which is a great movie. Uh, sure. And then the second is Patriot Games, which is fine. Yeah. That's the Ford. And then this is the third Ford, second Ford, third Jack Ryan. Right. I think both the Fords are Philip Noyce. Yeah. And I've seen this movie. It's like solid. It's like a fun little like spy movie they wouldn't make anymore. You but know? that was the weird thing was like Red October people loved. It did well. And they were like, let's upgrade this franchise. Let's get Harrison Ford. And they did two Harrison Ford movies that outperformed at the box office. But no one fucking remembers or watches. Yeah, they did. They both did great. Right. It was just back in the day, which like sort of ends with Air Force One. of like, right. yeah, Ford. If you can be get stealing. Ford, get Ford. Yeah. yeah. Um, no one talks about more movies. like Ford movies than they do like a franchise. I feel like they, yeah, that's yeah. true. Like, you don't here's even another think of Ford I mean, yeah. thing. The, yeah. Tom, the Jack Ryan movies are it's a weird franchise because those books are just Tom Clancy describing like how to like clean a gun. Like it's so <laughs> boring, yeah. and they're like four thousand pages long, and they're all like then the on the undersecretary you know called the other undersecretary. Maybe it yeah. should be like an eat drink man woman style process film. I mean that's <laughs> what they that's what those books are like. Right. And then Hunt for Red October is that like Tom yeah, Jack Ryan's really boring. He's yeah. a boring person. Mm. Um, but then it also has like submarines and right. conneries. So it's got all right, this like cool shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you're just centering it on Jack Ryan, like Jack Ryan's like an analyst. Like he's dull. He has two yeah. first names. He does have two first names. And yeah. uh, and he's John Krasinski's going to play him for Amazon. Fifth so. time's the charm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number two is 100% the movie I was most excited to see this summer. It is a high concept comedy starring eight-year-old David's favorite actor. 1994. He's your favorite actor. Dude's this. been on a run. Is it? He's terrible. Is it James Carey? It is James Carey. It's James Carey. It's 1994. It's not Liar Liar. That's later. That's like 97. Right. That was sort of his comeback. Yeah, that was him being like, let me go back to basics. Right. Yeah. Just do a thing where I do one thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's trying to do in Yes Man as well. It's like. I couldn't lie, right? <laughs> what if I have to say yes, right? Like you know, where it's like just like all the way to the yeah. basic. Yeah, no, it's not neither of those. And it's not it's not uh, Ventura two, is it? No, that thinks ninety five. So is it the mask? It's the mask. Okay, uh, there we go. Have you seen? The so this is right. This is I mean, the, a long time ago. Yes, this is his miracle year. This is his right. second. This is, it's of the second the of his third uh, of his th- yeah three movie run because right. Ace Ventura Pet Detective is in February. Yeah, The Mask is in July. Smoke Dumb and Dumber is in December. Somebody stop oh. me. And there's, all there's in a, one year. There's that that's year. The people, stat. Cable yeah. Guy is ninety six. Like yeah. he was just in the beginning of his career, but people yeah. were already like enough of this guy. You know what I mean? And there's that nut stat where like he got paid like. I think four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars for Ace Ventura. I think he got paid like a million or two for the mask and got right. paid like ten for Dumb and Dumber. Right. And like, like Dumb 20 and Dumber for the cable guy. Right. went into production after Ventura, Ventura came come out, out. Right. But before the mask. <laughs> and his number had already like risen that much. Insane. Yeah. Uh, so it has made fifty two million on its way to hundred and twenty. Big yeah, movie. Man. Yeah. Love the mask when I was a kid. I have not seen it. In years, it holds up. Does it? I, I can believe that. It's, it's visually great. still. Fucking it's visually holds up. I'll watch crazy. like right. the movie clips elements of like the big <laughs> effect scenes. Oh yeah, I love that. Who runs movie clips? What is that? I got it. I'm sure we to can make. figure this out. I run movie clips. I, I, I have the music for movie clips in my head like yeah. all the time. That. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the one fucking big thing I forgot to talk about with this movie. One of the big score cues they keep on using. 
sounds so fucking much like the Sex in the City theme. Oh, it, it does. It does. It absolutely does. It has that kind of wind up. It doesn't jazz it up, right? It doesn't go to the next level. But you're ready for it to totally left turn, and then what it turns into still sounds adjacent to the next part. Yes. Like, it goes through three shifts to a degree that I wonder if when they were shooting Sex in the City, they used this as, like, temp music. Because it almost sounds like, you know when you see a shitty trailer and you're like, they clearly wanted to cut this trailer to like Bohemian Like You and then didn't want to spend the money because it's a think film. Right, yeah. So then they like have like a sound alike. Yeah. Is Sex and the City's theme song a sound alike of the Eat, Drink, Man, Woman score cue <laughs> that they somehow punched up? Uh, listeners. We may never Questions. know. Number three is the movie that wins Best Picture this year. 1994, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, which has made 164. Mr. Gump. On its way to 329 domestic. People forget how big which that Which adjusted was. for inflation is $720 million. I think Not it was, bad. Yeah, pretty good for Forrest Gump, which yes. like, just sit down and think about that for a second. Like, what happens today the, if they release Forrest Gump? You get arrested. <laughs> you literally get arrested. Uh, like... Uh, which is, yeah, like two and a half hours long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a movie about like a guy with a slow no guy. narrative agency <laughs> <Right>. just wanders <laughs> into different plot Who lines. experiences a, a post-war American history. Right. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the movie, Haley Joel Osment is his son. And then very right. successfully sells a double album of greatest hits. Yes, he does. <laughs> and Insane. opens a chain restaurant. Right. And you know that the guy who wrote the book wrote a sequel and they kept trying to make it into a movie and they never did. But Gump d- Inc. But doesn't the original book have like him the original going was weirder. to space and like a, yeah. a robot ape or stuff like that? <laughs> yeah. There's shit in the original book that's insane. <laughs> Zemeckis was like, Man, well, come on. Yeah. All right. Number four. Uh, no, but that summer, oh, sure. that comes out and Lion King comes out. And yeah. I believe at the time they Lion were King like- Lion King is number seven. They were either- the two and three or three and four highest grossing films sure. of all time. Right, right. They were yeah. both like fucking monstrous. Right. Uh, okay, next. Number four is a movie I saw in theaters. The first being The Mask. This is the second. Oh, that's a good clue because I know you've only seen two movies in theaters. Uh, David, you need to give me more. <laughs> I'll give you more. It is, um, it's like an update of a classic children's brand, which they did a lot of back in the 90s. Yeah. You know, 1994, children's brand. Have you seen this, Ben? I have. I, yeah. I don't like their size of them. Oh, sure. boy. <laughs> oh, boy. So there's some little things. They're little. <laughs> they're itsy-bitsy. Yeah, they're small. Ben likes them big. I don't know if you know this. Uh, it's from the <laughs> he director. Likes everything big, especially in films. It's from the director of Wayne's World. Oh, 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 oh. It's a Penelope Spheres picture. It's called Little Rascals. The Little Rascals. Uh, a good movie. <laughs> uh, don't remember it at all. I don't uh, think I ever saw it. I was a fucking Rascal. Alf Alpha Stan. <laughs> Alf Alpha. Because Bug Alf. Hall was my favorite actor when I was little. I Okay. Yeah. Bug Hall, he of Alf Alpha fame. <laughs> I don't know what I you're went talking about. Period <laughs> where he was my favorite actor. He was in this. He's in The Stupids. He's in The Big Green. Oh, yeah. The and then green. he did some like Disney Channel, Wonderful World, or Disney TV films. And my okay. household, Bug Hall, was like Cary Grant. Okay. He's in, he's <laughs> in Honey, Honey, Mrs. Hall. What are you doing to <laughs> your son? Bug. That was everything. His name was Bug Hall. <laughs> no, his sucks. name is Brandon. Okay. But he was nicknamed Bug by his family. So they do, they do hold the blame there. He's got red hair. He was also in Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Right. 
uh, which I have seen. Yeah. Uh, I loved those movies when I was a kid because, you know. Sure. Like the Cheerio is really big or whatever. I love the gag where you put something on a telescope or whatever right. and then you pull away and it's got, you got shoe polish on your yeah. eye. That, that's <laughs> yeah, your takeaway from a movie about a shrink, right? <laughs> oh, funny. yeah. Ben, right. Wait, can I ask this though? Because this is a big question, conflict of interest. What's up? Honey, I shrunk the kids. They're very small. But the as a result, around them are large. Cheerio. So where do you stand? Because cinematically, we're seeing things look big, but actually, it's a film that's almost exclusively about tiny things. I am gonna have to say, yeah, that I, I, if you shrink people, but then now grass and ants are big. If the camera's at their size, it's good. You like it? Right? I like it. So you, you like, like Ant Man? Um. Yeah, well, I do. I like Ant Man too because he's he's like a a robber. Yeah, you know, he steals stuff. <laughs> he's a I'm robber. into that. He's he's anti, an anti hero. I like yeah. that. I like that. I rewatched that movie. That movie is weird. It yeah. is weird. It's not that Ben likes anti heroes. It's like he likes criminals. He likes no, criminals. No, no, no. What I lovable like, criminals. Yeah. Just I like any criminal. Well, I don't think it's a prerequisite. <laughs> oh, so you're saying there's like both. Like actual perspective, sure. Like small, big, but then there's also some like walk a mile philosophical perspective. Right? Yeah. Number five is like the big action movie of the year that we have talked about on this. We did a whole episode about it on this podcast in 1994. Yeah, we did a whole episode starring like the most famous action star of all time, the most famous action star of all time. Arguably, it's a Schwarzenegger picture. Yeah. Got a real and sexy it's true scene. Lies. Yeah, it's True Lies. It's the movie True Lies. How do you feel about True Lies, Allison? I like True Lies. I haven't seen it for forever. Because so you, you do a podcast with Matt Singer who loves Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, yeah, like, I would say he has some fandom. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Like in a sort um, of, right. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I feel like I haven't seen it since it used to play, since I used to have television, like cable television, sure. Sure. and it used to be on TV <sighs> all the time. It was on something. And, yes, it was on, one it was of on those some channels. channel, and I, you know, have a huge soft spot for any movie that you can watch halfway through on a Saturday afternoon. It is. Yes. It's really definitely the, one of those the movies. The perfect way to yeah. see a movie. <laughs> right, because you can just queue it up and you can be like, oh, we're in the middle of the Jamie Lee Curtis part. Great. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, or you right. can be in any part of it. Oh, we're in the part now where they're kind of teaming up. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got the client, okay? Oh, that's uh, it. Schumacher gearing up for Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that was such a weird move that it was like, here's this guy who started out as a window dresser, right? He Joel was like Schumacher. a department well, store window about this dresser. So many times. Then he goes from being kind of pulpy to being like, we found his niche. He's good at grism thrillers. Yeah, yeah right, right. And then they're like, you know, we should reward the grism guy. Yeah. Let him make Batman movies. And then yeah. he was like, guess what? I'm going to make him like window dressing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like right. It went like all the way around. You've talked about this so many times <laughs> on this podcast. Because it's interesting. <laughs> the Lion King. <laughs> Huge. Angels in the Outfield. That's another one I saw. That was the real spate of early 90s kids movies about baseball. Yeah. Mm. In Rookie of the Year. It could happen to you in the Sandlot Kids. Like yeah. all those movies were. I have to say Rookie of the Year, I think is my favorite. That one's good. Because it's about like the he, politics well, of is baseball. Is Rookie of the Year the Pitchers one with got his, a big butt. Yeah. Or, or the one where he breaks his arm and then. Yes. Yes. yes and okay. he can throw really fast. Yes. yes. Uh, basically the ending of that movie can make me cry out of context watched on YouTube just like instantly. Uh, Angels in the Outfield does not get enough credit for how insane that cast is. It, Glover. I mean, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Matthew McConaughey. Lloyd. Matthew McConaughey. He's Early the Demi McConaughey. dad, right? No, I'm forgetting who the dad is, but he's one of the players on the team. Okay. Uh, as is, there's another person who's a fucking player on the team. Tony Danza. Tony Danza's in, obviously. Brenda Fricker. 
Oh wow! Off sure. of an Oscar. Sure. Who? Uh, Neil McDonough's in it. Adrian I, Brody. I, right. Mm. Academy Dermot Award winner Mulroney. Ben Johnson. Uh, he's the owner, right? Right. From uh, Last Picture Show. Of course. Uh, Neil McDonough, of course, America's favorite yeah. movie star. Who is the deadbeat dad? Oh, Dermot Mulroney is the deadbeat dad. Yeah, Dermot Mulroney. Right. Yeah. Uh, That's kind of a specialty cast. of his. I feel like yeah. he's good at that. Yeah. Um, so wait a second. I wanted to see if there's anything else. Oh yeah. Uh, it could happen to you, which is based on a real story that my mom helped report out. You know, you know, you know, the, uh, yeah. uh, the cop leaves the uh, lottery, lottery ticket. ticket. It's pretty yeah. loosely adapted, right? No, it's a real thing that happened. I mean, that's it. Have you seen the movie? Yeah. But I mean, it's the same premise like that. They adapted the premise, right? They uh, adapted literally just kind of like the headline. Right, he leaves her. A the rest of the events the of the movie didn't hits. happen in real life. <laughs> well, right? I don't know if they fell in love. No, I mean that, that's all that really happens. Get, in your, your mom helped report it out. You didn't yeah. check with her. I, I I think she might have dropped it with uh, the lottery ticket hit. What happens next? Right, that movie is kind of Cage and Fonda. <laughs> yeah, like back when Cage is still like I can play like a pretty regular person. Yeah, like right. you know, like, like there's a little bit of an edge of something right, else, but I'll it's charming. It's charming. Yeah, yeah. America yeah. was Fonda Bridget. Uh, everything was working out. Was oh, awesome. and Airheads, which opens this week at number ten, so not doing great. Yeah, that uh, feels like your kind of movie. No, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I thought so. And they were like, "Look, we got three guys in line who might become the next big studio leading man. Let's take a <laughs> shot on them. It's either Fraser, Sandler, or Buscemi. Yeah, right. One of them's going to become a hundred million dollar player. All right, actually, can we discuss this? The Fraser story dropped. Yes. Yeah. So now the thing can can we talk about it? Yeah. So I had talked about like a Brandon Fraser story that I never wanted to talk about in the podcast because I <laughs> right. thought it was too depressing. But then that story then contains he, the he, story and more. He yeah. talked about it himself. He also talked right about the the. Uh, creepy guy feeling him up at the Golden Globes and like that freaking right. him out. And Which all had that been big. public knowledge, but he had never really talked about it in depth. Yeah, it, he hadn't like pushed The accusation it. was thrown out and the, that guy defended himself, right. but he didn't really like talk about the sort of fallout from that. But then the thing that I had known, which was, it was because I was on set and I was saying that I wanted to do my own stunts on the tech because I felt like that's the thing you're supposed to say you want to do <laughs> when you're an actor, right? Authenticity. Right. And they told me on set, they were like, you shouldn't do that. Like, everyone wants to think they're Tom Cruise and they can do it, but you don't want to end up like Brandon Fraser. And I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, that's what happened to Brandon Fraser is he, like, stopped being able to move. And it's what he says. Like, he was, like, a big, lunky guy. Too big. And he kept on throwing himself through walls. And then, like, he said— Making movies like George of the Jungle and The Mummy. Like, those early, like, action films he made. And he said the very haunting image that on Mummy 3, he was essentially working with an exoskeleton made up of ice packs. Right. Yeah, and then he compares himself to, like, a horse. It needs to be, like— But that's what, like— he's, like, like, adopted, broken-down horses. (laughs) And also the weird metaphor of Looney Tunes where he punches his own stuntman, like— Right, like how he like fleshed all that out. An American masterpiece, one of his best performances. Um, but I, I, yes, people kept on asking me like what this story was. I wouldn't tell. I think because they thought like in classic me fashion, it was something that was like saucy and scandalous, but kind <laughs> right. of like exciting. No, and I was really bad. No, was I didn't want to tell because yeah. it was just depressing. But and I hope he figures it out. That story was very like moving to read. And yeah. I've always liked Brendan Fraser. Me yeah, too. too. I'd love to see a fucking like comeback. Yeah, and he's, he's a guy who could morph into a new interesting stage Remember of his career. Remember when he was on Scrubs? Yeah, he was really good on Scrubs. Yeah, he was. I also think there was something so fucking, like, young about him. There was, like, such a boyish quality mm-hmm. yeah. that when he went from being, like, 90s Brendan Fraser to, like, 
2005 Brendan Fraser still acting like he's 25 yeah. and also his body's falling apart. It felt weird. And People I, weren't sure what to do with him. It feels like now he's like maybe on the other side of like interesting older character actor, man who's been through some shit, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, I do feel like that story was a reminder that for so many of the people where you're like, what happened to that person? Yeah. They're like, bad things. Yeah, I know. That is probably I mean, what happened like to the them. The thing with like Mira Servino and Annabelle Shore, right. all those actresses who like, where we're like, they never really figured it out, huh? Like yeah. their careers just sort of didn't work. And it's like, well, no, also malevolent force. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible things happened. Right. Yes. Yeah. Hey, what happened to that big movie star? Oh, she went crazy. She got really difficult. Yeah, right. right. Oh, like, maybe because the entire <laughs> industry was trying to murder her. <laughs> All right. What uh, interesting through line. Well, of course, I'm glad we did a corner talk of the Brandon <laughs> Fraser story that by the time this episode comes out, will be 15 years old. <laughs> sure. But whatever. That's great. Yeah. But now, uh, great. Everything's great. Uh, Allison, thank you so much for being on the show. You know, my pleasure. Always a pleasure. Um, it's great to have you back, Allison. Uh, it's great to have you anytime. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and next week, we will be talking. Sense and sensibility, baby. With uh, Shirley Lee, baby. Shirley Lee from Entertainment Weekly. Damn right. That's that's the benefit of uh, canning these episodes. In weird order. And recording them out right. of order. We yeah. can directly promise what happens next. <laughs> yes. Um, thank you all for listening. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Go to blankies.red.com for some real nerdy shit. Thanks to Andrew Fergudo for our social media. Leigh Montgomery for a theme song. Joe Bowen and Pat Reynolds for our artwork. Thank you to Hims and Casper for sponsoring this episode, but not Chef Casper from the film Chef. Sure. The common confusion. Fine. And as always. Yeah. Eat. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Drink. Uh. Man. All right. We need to. Uh, Woman. <laughs> 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 <laughs>